have you ever gone out into the field to record guns actually i did that working on patan was fun because i, I told you, it had almost every kind of action that i can think about i went to vietnam and in vietnam it was in ho chi minh there are these uh, caves listen to that a little ahead they had this firing field so uh, they have uh, the option to fire uh, ak47 rpds and uh, uh, i think m m series the m5s so i fired all these things and i had actually taken a record oh, wow i had taken a record the thing is that you would record something whatever i get and uh, i got the opportunity to fire these guns and i actually recorded that and i have used that in patan actually to command in some people awesome yeah. Offspin Media Friends proudly presents A Day in Your Life by Anant Krishnan an Offspin original Hi my name is Anant and welcome to the third episode of this podcast called A Day in Your Life Today we have with us Ganesh Gangadharan senior sound designer at Wireup Studios Good afternoon Mr Ganesh Good afternoon Anant how are you I am doing well. It's wonderful to have you on the show at such a short notice. Thank you for coming on board. Yeah, most welcome. Yeah, you're such an old friend, and of course, I knew that you're doing something interesting. So I thought, you know, you're part of it. Why not? That's really nice of you. Could you tell me where you were born and brought up? A little about yourself. My name is Ganesh Gangadharan. I'm a audio engineer and a sound designer. So I was born in Cochin, Kerala, mm-hmm. and. Uh, after I'd finished my college education i was working as a software engineer for about 4 years and then that is a time when internet was freely available a little more and i got to know about uh, various other fields and always in- interested in uh, audio engineering because uh, i was a little into music and all when i was in college so naturally a lot of sound engineers actually start off as musicians music is what gets them into this field right right so and uh, internet thing happened between 2000 2005 that uh, you know it's around 98 onwards oh, of course there was no enough bandwidth for you to actually you know do a lot of research and neither i don't think that at that time there was a lot of information available on the net correct there was no google at that time exactly you know, google like was mostly you know it was like was alta vista and all that. <laughs> so i used to search up for uh, consoles about uh, recordings and how process process done because that time good records used to i mean that's also the time when the cd was the cd was a big thing right yes. remember compactness and uh, suddenly from the cassettes to cd was a big jump in um, clarity of audio if you want to say it in layman's terms suddenly the music world opened up and there were also the mtv remember the mtv we ch- channel we and all came up that time the music scene was very happening yep i remember and uh, man you used to see in some of the videos you can see music studios you know how the recordings are done and certainly that fascinates you right absolutely and then when i joined uh, this uh, software thing i was working there and used to browse uh, the net uh, learn about uh, audio things uh, came across a few colleges you know that time i didn't know even india had good facilities at that time i mean and then i started searching for audio engineering courses and all that and i came across sa which was uh, the head office was in australia so i was wondering you know whether i should be going abroad to do the studies mm-hmm. then i found out that they had a marketing interface very close to my house so i just visited them i got to know about sa and then they told me that you know mumbai has a institute so that's how this whole thing of reaching mumbai happened awesome yeah so this was in 2005 
um may 4th i resigned my job and may 5th i got into the train to mumbai <laughs> yeah i just came to institute had a look it took a little more while to start for the classes to start but then yeah by the time i was a big fan of uh, audio engineering and you know that's the probably the only time i was like really waiting to learn something i never wanted to go to school or college but every single day <laughs> at say you know audio engineering once i joined audio engineering i enjoyed every single day of it so that's how it started yeah i also remember that you were assisting post your course there yeah 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 so i was a student supervisor so that gave me a really good opportunity to you know play around with a lot more equipments than i was actually qualified to at that point correct i'm sure you would have had more hands on experience during that period than you were during your learning time correct from sai to current day wire of studios what's your primary role here so i am a sound designer now okay i started off as a sound editor okay i was assisting uh, ali merchant that time sound editor of firef and then later on that he became the sound designer so when i started off as i started my job was like uh, assisting ali okay uh, worked with ali for about 2 to 1 and a half years mm-hmm. and then ali started freelancing then i was the sound editor of firef okay and then in 2000 13 uh, was my first film as a sound designer like independent sound designer was dhoom 3 wow before that i had done work on a movie called uh, laho and uh, but for wire of the my first movie was uh, dhoom 3 uh, as a sound designer nice the life of the designer started from there what's the difference between a sound editor and the sound designer basic difference between a sound editor and a sound designer is that it's more of a managerial job okay when you become a sound designer you're also a sound editor plus you are also managing the entire project in terms of the sound department so that is a fundamental difference okay because then what happens you are the single point contact to the producer or the director and for the other departments and you are the person who's taking all the the final calls mm-hmm. there's a lot of decision making there plus you are also sound editor so sound editor uh, as a sound designer you might also have a team working with you mm-hmm. and uh, then you uh, come in as a decision maker you have your team uh, divide to work on sections say for example the folly section works on the folly the dialogue editor uh, cleans up the dialogue edits the dialogue mm-hmm. and then you have your sound editors who are doing all your uh, effects and ambiences and there might be an action sequence which i might do myself mm-hmm. or it might be assigned to a one particular sound editor so it's all a team work when everything comes together mm-hmm. it's about how everything should sound as one part of the entire visual experience so basically it's just how you bring everything together wow it'd be so fascinating to be designing sounds for films how do you go about prepping for a sound design project how much time does it usually take to you know mix or design a film or a ott show okay what happens is uh, when say for example a project comes to you right mm-hmm. attendance sequence what usually happens is generally like a production calls you and they say that you know we have this particular project mm-hmm. directed by this particular director okay and um, you know would you like to see the movie would you like to be a part of it or we would like to have you whatever you know mm-hmm. and then uh, suppose uh, you agree to it and then you go and see the movie once at their office either it will be the production or they will send you the movie the next is that you know you basically have a discussion with the director regarding how you like the movie 
right or sometimes you had certain points that you would like to make and then once all that is sorted uh, then you start with the post production okay so in post production the first stage is i would say would be the dialogue cleanup okay, okay? now if the movie is a sing song film which it is most of the time nowadays mm-hmm. then you get the dialogue tracks mm-hmm. you have a look and then you start editing the dialogue tracks correct so in between i would add a few technical things like say for example the dialogue track the location drive comes to you you actually map it your edls and then you get a dialogue session right okay so what edl does is edl has the time code and the data metadata of every single clip that has been recorded and that has been used in the edit right so the editor once the editor has finalized the edit he will give you something you know called edl edl is a edit decision list based on that you can get the dialogue tracks right so basically when you sync it you get the dialogue tracks which has been recorded on location in sync with the picture right and the uh, dialogue editor starts editing the dialogues okay the editing the dialogues means that basically smoothing outs between takes say for example let's imagine that there is a dialogue conversation between you and me mm-hmm. in the movie the anant is talking to ganesh okay mm-hmm. so the shots in which anant is talking must have been recorded at 10 am mm-hmm. and my close ups are taken at 4 pm yeah okay there will be definitely a difference in ambience correct imagine shooting in mumbai and 10 am traffic is much much up higher than the 4 pm traffic correct so how do you make this believable in terms of sound that they are talking to each other mm. you know what i mean right we have shot some lines together mm-hmm. and then i have left or you have left then mm. i am taking your close ups and you are taking and 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 then they are taking my close ups mm. this might happen in two different timelines right and the ambient sounds are completely different correct correct say for any 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 city or for any players the day ambience doesn't sound like the night ambience correct 100% yeah uh, so then how do you make it sound like they are actually talking to each other hmm that is when the dialogue editor comes in cleans up all the sounds that are not required okay and uh, then lays his his own uh, you know like a room tone sometimes recorded on the set or off the set or wherever and makes it sound like one entire one unit right like you know it's it's actually as two people are talking to each other although the shots must have been recorded when both of are not even like close to each other hmm so uh, this one part of the dialogue editing got it okay. and then the next comes the uh, dialogue cleanup uh, now imagine that uh, we are uh, shooting in mumbai okay mm-hmm. we put a set next to the western express highway they made some huts mm-hmm. they made a chota road mm-hmm. but your sound you cannot su- cheat sound hmm. the sound is still going to capture the metro yeah. the the truck that are going on yeah right the 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 cars and all those sounds the sound is going to capture but which is not a part of the village life correct so what does the dialogue get clean up during the process dialogue in the process what the dialogue editor does is it removes all those tracks all those additional sounds that are there in the track hmm correct and then make a clean dialogue track okay so there are softwares for that there are so- multiple softwares for that you in a combination of softwares for that mm-hmm. so using all that he creates a dialogue track as if there is only the dialogue mm-hmm. so that is the basic uh, fundamental jobs of the dialogue editor okay is to edit and clean up the dialogue tracks okay so now the dialogue section is done okay also what happens is sometimes there is a truck pass by and very important dialogue ke upar there is some horn on top of that 
Mm-hmm. So then what you do is that, you know, you might have to look for alternatives because the same shot must have been taken from different angles. So the dialogue must have gotten captured. Right. So if the performance is correct, then we can replace that section, noisy section with a better silent part. Okay. The same dialogue, he must have said it more than once. Right. So instead of choosing a noisy section, we can choose the same dialogue where there was no truck pass. Hmm. What softwares do you use for cleanups? RX? It's nowadays mostly RX. Okay. There is also uh, something called the Clarity VX by Waves. Uh, we tried some basic stuff on it. Uh, and I think it works quite well. But we've been always been working on RX right from RX 2 or 3. Oh, great. Yeah. Now it is on RX 10. So, yeah. and it has gone really um, advanced in terms of, uh, you know, the output and uh, the technology the algorithm that they've been using. Yeah. How about something like Cedar Audio? Do you guys also use that? Cedar, I've never used in my life. I've never used it, actually. That's too fancy. <laughs> I've heard that, you know, that there used to be this hardware and it used to work quite well. Uh-huh. But uh, considering how technology has advanced, I'm sure that, you know, the softwares that are there right now, Mm-hmm. are truly, truly, they've achieved a lot. Okay. They're, they're far more advanced than what used to we used to have earlier. Right. Like every year, there is a new version coming out and there is a significant difference. There is a significant advancement in that technology. Interesting. So then the next process is... Uh, the design part, basically the sound editing, the folly and etc. Mm-hmm. So folly is a different department, uh, which also comes under the, the, the main sound design section. Mm-hmm. And there is a folly team. We give the movie to the folly. They will watch the movie. They'll make a list of property that they will need to create the sounds. Okay. Folly is basically uh, the sounds that, for example, the footsteps, right? the interaction between people, mm-hmm. uh, for example, if there is a scene where two people are drinking water, glass, you know, bottles, uh, eyes, right. footsteps, walking, every activity that you see in the movies is part of folly. Correct. Except, say, the fight sounds, the bike sounds, mm-hmm. the car sounds, the explosions, all those, those are part of effects. Mm-hmm. So every other sound that is done by the character in the movie, say, for example, he's walking, coming, opening a door, mm-hmm. uh, sitting in a car, you know, the sitting part, the creaks, the rustles, the taps. All that is folly. Yeah, uh, correct. The, they are tapping the shoulder, you know, they're giving a handshake. Mm-hmm. So all the sounds that were created by the interaction of characters in the movies are folly sound. Okay. So that's all character done by the folly team. And then there are effects where, you know, you create the ambiences. Like say, for example, in the earlier example that I said, mm-hmm. you have uh, the you have a village made next to the expressway Correct. in a city, right? But you Correct. still have to establish the the ambience of a village. So mm-hmm. what do you do? We have a library. Sometimes we have libraries. Sometimes we have recordings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, somebody must have traveled to a village and actually gotten the sounds recorded. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a gently like a they just a little bend. Might be a distant cow or a distant uh, bullock cart traveling, depending on whatever the, the kind of village that is. Right. So you recreate that environment. I get it. Yeah. Creeping sound. Yeah. So that is all part of the effects ambience editing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the effects and the folly come together. They premix the follies basically, where 
you actually decide what what level that is like something it's something that is far mm-hmm. is heard much lower at level than something that is closer so that is where correct. you do all your leveling and stuff correct correct so that's a part of your premix nowadays the design also encompasses of uh, leveling and giving adding the right reverb and you know the kind of treatment that a scene requires mm-hmm. etc so that all comes under effects and design got it got it so basically these are the the fundamental work of the effects team or the sound designer you could say the foley the dialogue editing the dialogue cleanup and effects and ambiences awesome awesome oh that's a lot of work <laughs> it is so regarding the timeline that the question that you asked mm-hmm. uh, see most of the time the production comes up with the timeline already they have already have a deadline mm-hmm. they say for example if it's january they come saying that you know oh, we have to finish this by march so that in uh, april we can release it right so then you work around and you make a schedule mm-hmm. uh, so as to meet their deadlines mm-hmm. that is how it usually happens sometimes where there are very very strict deadlines say for example that sometimes you need to finish the entire film in 20 25 days oh a shorter productions house have Uh, have their deadline sorted they have a proper release date mm-hmm. and they have a date on when the vfs is going to come when right. we need to uh, when the bgm is going to happen mm-hmm. and get delivered to the mix when are we going to you know review with the uh, director mm-hmm. so we have, we make a proper schedule on all that and we try and follow it as much as possible oh great great who makes all these schedules and who sees to that uh, you know it's a team work so basically the sound designer and the production and the director all we are tick so basically the producer the director and the sound designer sit together it's and all a collaborative the... effort you know yes absolutely in between absolutely. teams as in you know someone will be coordinating between everyone yeah 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 because we also need to know at what stage we need to deliver what correct yeah so it's a it's a collective thing but most of the time it's a producer's decision to have the release date any insights into a particular film or a series that you want to talk about i would say that the latest is pathan uh-huh. and it's been doing really well right yeah so working on pathan was fun because i told it had almost every kind of action that i can think about mm-hmm. uh, like you know it's got uh, fist fight it's got uh, airplane it's got bikes it's got cars it's got explosions and it's got <laughs> you just name it and as it So yeah. So all these uh, aircraft and your explosions are all uh, library sounds, correct? Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay. So uh, sometimes what I do is when I get a new movie, mm-hmm. I purchase libraries based on that movie, and especially if there is something new. Ah. Uh-huh. Except for example, if there is a lot of fight, uh, like during war, I had bought a new series of uh, fist fight and the uh, martial arts mm-hmm. libraries. Okay. And for Thugs of Hindustan, I had bought a lot of powder gun, uh, powder guns. You know that powder gun is the the old ha huh? the, the the old world guns. I got it. We used to you know stuff the gun powder gun into this thing and then you know trigger that. So because uh, tugs was also period, so yeah. that had entirely different kind of gunshots. Whereas a war or a pathan is entirely different because a lot of eight AK forty sevens are used in a pathan and you know when you especially when you see a lot of Middle East action, mm-hmm. they use the AK forty seven extensively. Mm-hmm. whereas uh, the period would be more like powder guns and you know all that have you ever gone out into the field to record guns i don't think that's done in india but i'm just asking out of curiosity actually i did that uh-huh i went to vietnam and in vietnam it was in ho chi minh there are these uh, caves 
adjacent to that a little ahead they had this firing field okay so uh, they have uh, the option to fire uh, ak47 rpds uh-huh. and uh, uh, i think m m series the m5s okay so i fired all these things and i had actually taken a record oh, wow. <laughs> it just happened you know, I, took, I, took, i had taken a record thinking that it would record something whatever i get and uh, i got the opportunity to fire these guns i actually recorded that and i have used that in patan actually to command in some people awesome yeah. that would have made a superb recording yeah, yeah usually we work on most 90% of the time we get libraries but this was like something else to actually Uh, recorded those sounds but and i'm telling you anand it is a completely different feeling to actually hear the gun yeah absolutely i had already worked on one action sequence before i went to vietnam mm-hmm. and there when i fired the ak47 i understood that you know the sounds that that you hear in movies mm-hmm. trust me it is it's much more alive when you actually hear it it's an entire package of a feeling yeah it's not just a sound like you hold the gun you fire it and you when you hear it right mm-hmm. it is it is an out of the world experience so something else right so it's quite fun to actually fire an ak47 and then you understand that you know the gravity of the whole thing like sort of joke you can you can't just handle a gun because the kind of recoil that i mean i have that in my on my instagram i have that video on my instagram actually the the process of recording those sounds i put it on my instagram so that was quite fun actually In fact I think the only thing uh, I would hate about Indian movies is you know the repetitive use of uh, gun libraries it's it all more or less sounds the same yeah. you know I think uh, for English movies they particularly have a scope to go out in the field because in the US you could tell someone to go out in the field and fire wherein you could record all those specifics while they are being fired agree but again like i don't know any if any place in india that i can actually go and record a sound i mean it happened because i could go to vietnam and do it correct correct the repetitive use of guns is also because let's say for example most of the indian movies might show the ak47 mm-hmm. and the ak47 usually is pretty much uh, the same 20 30 50 sounds that we usually use mm. that might be one of the reasons you say that you know that gun sounds very repetitive that's exactly my point if i could go on to the next question i would want to chat a little about uh, dolby atmos yeah i understand uh, working with dolby atmos would be uh, amazing for films but uh, what about music of late i think podcasts have also started using this uh, technology would there be a solid difference between the two formats uh, films and music and also do you think dolby atmos would be here to stay i would say that the dolby atmos should be here to stay okay because it is capable of delivering much more than a stereo can deliver okay right it is capable mm-hmm. now the word i was in capable mm-hmm. is strictly on the engineer right Dolby Atmos by itself mm-hmm. cannot help anything. Right. It is on the engineer to use Dolby Atmos effectively mm. to create that extra dimension of world, and that is absolutely possible. And we have always been doing it. Mm-hmm. See, when we graduated from five point one to seven point one to Atmos, mm-hmm. there are so many things that we have achieved in terms of separation. Mm. Say, for example, sound separation. right it's a truth 
let's say for example something that used to come out of two speakers is now coming out of six speakers is now coming out of eight speakers is now coming out of 7.1.4 yeah in a for a ott correct and literally 128 channels imagine 128 channels in a theater i mean you can literally play sound in any one localized point wow so we started using that from doom 3 right so in doom there is a first scene you know where the bike is jumping over the head and the bike is actually feels like it jumps over your head hmm and in, even in this in patan lots of rockets and you know the tunnel shot the gunshots and bullet passes lots of sounds that actually give you that fid- extra fidelity mm-hmm. fidelity is a very non technical term but i know we use that because you know the people are familiar with that term right you get a lot of separation you get lots of clarity with each voice that you use mm-hmm. and it is an and music uh, when you come to music you can actually create uh, a like of course you have you understand that you know you have to mix remix it almost from from the stems the stems are basically individual tracks correct so basically the guitar is separate the vocal is separate the strings are separate your uh, percussion is separate your hi hats everything is separate mm-hmm. and then it's on how you play sir and it doesn't even sometimes always mean that you know because you have all the tracks you have to always rotate it around your head no that is not that necessarily not be a good mix hmm. but what a studio can achieve hmm. in a dolby atmos or dolby binaural mm-hmm. which is again you know based on the same principles but binaural is a slightly different approach personally i would say the binaural is out of the world it's really like how you hear something in real life you you should get some binaural uh, recordings they are outstanding wow so if you can actually mix a music in atmos and then get the output in binaural then it will be outstanding only thing is that you know your engineer has to be capable and he has to be technically sound not just in terms of the technology the technical part of it but also in terms of aesthetics hmm. if the engineer can achieve that i then feel that you know it be truly like an additional like an added uh, dimension to the whole experience Wow, the excitement you had in saying this shows how amazing Dolby Atmos really is. <laughs> All right, Ganesh, last question. Any advice that you'll have for upcoming sound engineers? See, I wouldn't say advice, but if you're passionate enough to pursue and you do, you want to do something, mm-hmm. you should just go ahead and do it. See, I only have my example to say here because I was working. I told you I was working in a software company, mm-hmm. and I one fine day that I felt that you know I'm not cut out for that. Mm. and i had in- developed an interest for this i left my job i came to mumbai i did what i had to do hmm. not thinking about the consequences uh, once i did that with i mean you know i mean we were backwards and you know we were in the same college and you, you know how things were correct we did our best and then yeah 17 years later i'm still you know i'm here working enjoying fine everything going well so there is no advice that i can give that you know if you i i believe that you know, if you full heartedly go into something mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you are doing but if you like take truly convinced about something if you really like what you're doing i think you are supposed to make it in that field awesome you have to have to make it in that field. i mean what else is this world for i mean it's for you to achieve what you want to do right correct correct the world is not here to dictate what you should do you are here to dictate to the world like what you want to do and for that you have to make an effort and you have to do what you have to do that's it wow that was advice from the heart yeah <laughs> this chat went really well ganesh thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you anand and uh, i mean it's truly wonderful that you know you have come up with this idea 
where you know 10 15 years back when we wanted to know more about something that we really want to get into we did not have that kind of information but today it is very easy to get a lot of information on the net you can contact the person who you want to work with or you want to follow or whatever you know now it is you know possible for one person to sit in their bedroom and just listen to these kind of uh, exchange of ideas and more information you can make a very informed decision the next generation should have more of these opportunities of gaining more knowledge so that you know they can be probably like better than the previous generation and achieve more things that we could ever achieve right that's the whole idea that's how the world goes ahead thank you so much for doing this and uh, i wish you the best all right you just heard a day in your life an offspin original created and produced by anant krishnan this show is live and available on spotify apple podcasts audible amazon music savan gana wink and every other place we thought hosted podcasts give the offspin team a like maybe a subscribe on their instagram page and be in touch we love hearing from you keep listening to content from offspin media friends and keep glistening The opinions expressed in the show are personal to the guests and the host and do not necessarily represent the opinions of the producer or the platform. This show does not intend to defame and denigrate any individual or organization in India or outside. The show is created for entertainment purposes only. It does not encourage smoking, drinking or any kind of substance use. It may contain the use of harsh language that may be considered offensive, rude or profane by the listeners. It may also contain incidents that mention or describe mental health issues, casteism, suicide and violence. Listeners are advised to use their discretion.